claim your blessings even before they fall down. Cause you can be what you wanna be. Long as you believe you can. Don't let no one knock you or block you. Can't let no one stop your plans. It's on you. everybody you're now tuned in to your podcast with your girl neat baby thank y'all for joining in on my live stream make sure y'all double tap that screen and also make sure you share the live for me all you have to do is simply share the live to support and if you feel like following me hit that plus button and i'll be sure to go back and follow everybody that's following me today what's good everybody how y'all feeling on this blessed tuesday it's been up highly favored and full of abundance and prosperity over here in my world you know what i'm saying and as long as you have confidence you are able to confidently get through your day. Um, my daddy gave my sister a word the other day, and he said that courage is something that you're doing out of fear, but having confidence is knowing that you're not fearful and you can get it done. And I thought that was something that I can tell everybody, you know, the type of things that my father um, tells us all the time, you know what I'm saying? And, and we're going to have a deep discussion today. want to have a daddy discussion today, you know, um, about uh, Mr. Ben Boyd. I love my father. You know, he's been a great, a great, great, great man. Um, throughout all my years uh, on this earth and on this life of living. Um, There's nothing bad that I can say about him. Um, So growing up, you know, y'all often hear me talk a lot about my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, and I don't ever really speak about my dad too much. You know what I'm saying? So here's an open discussion that we're going to have right now about the fathers that are out there that are secretly a good good man. You know, Um, my dad, um, he's a military guy, you know, he had his own personal issues uh, within himself that he had to, you know, deal with in life, you know what I'm saying, especially with him and my mother. But, you know, when you have a strong-willed mother, then most of the time the children are with the mom, you know what I'm saying? But we uh, played both parts and roles in both our parents' lives. So we did a year with my father, sometimes two or three years at a time with my father. And then we did most of the rest of the years with my mother and back and forth and back and forth because he is raised in Shreveport, Louisiana, and from City Grove, Gibson Circle. Shout out to City Grove, Gibson Circle, and Shreveport, Louisiana. And my mother is from upstate Syracuse, New York. So when they uh, when they separated, we you know we went with my mom. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the backstory of the question that I asked yesterday, I deleted the video because I had kind of I, I was too much going on, and you know although. I did seek out to ask for, for, for questions and help. You know, me and my sister had kind of talked about it last night. So I deleted the video. And the, and, the, and the question was, you know, my father had just recently uh, reached out or saw his daughter. Um, my dad my dad had a child out of wedlock. Um, he was married to my mother. He cheated on my mother. Y'all know how that go. And he had a daughter. Um, and, you know, you know, I, we are four, maybe four or five years apart. I really don't know of her. I met her maybe twice in my younger, 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 younger kid days. I knew nothing of her growing up. I knew nothing of her, her teenage years. I knew nothing of her of her adult years. I just knew nothing of her. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't talk about her 
you know, that much because when we was with our father, you know, we was with our father, like we struggled. We went through homeless shelters. We was living in cars. We, we lived on sunflower seeds. We had no gas sometimes, no water sometimes, no light sometimes. Like we struggled. So it wasn't in the time and place to where we was, you know what I'm saying, making room for other things because we had so much going on while struggling, you know what I'm saying? So um, with that being said, you know, he, he had seen her and when he went out to the casino or whatever and had seen her, ran into her and they had, you know, you know, exchanged numbers and talking. And, and my whole thing of it was, you know, I would want her simply to get to know her father, get to know who our father is, you know what I'm saying? Get to know my dad, you know what I'm saying? For the, the man that he is, for the father that he is, you know, and what she missed out on, I felt like, you should go there first with it. And then, you know what I'm saying, the siblings will come in behind it. You know what I'm saying? The siblings will, you know, definitely follow in route. But, you know, everybody know my sister is an intuitive reader. She's a tarot reader. You know what I'm saying? So we went through a lot of emotions last night, you know, we're figuring out what we should do. And I wanted to know what I should do, you know, as, as who I am, because I want to do it for my father. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of times we don't, as adults, we don't allow our parents to still be parents because of the trauma, because of what we went through, because of the lack of support, because of the lack of love. Like me and my sister were discussing last night, my father didn't genuinely tell, my father did not tell us that he loved us until we were in our 20s and 30s. We have never heard my father say, I love you. Now, my mama is, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Kisses, hugs, kisses, hugs, kisses, hugs. My dad didn't know how to show that side. And when him and my mom did divorce, they remained friends. And she showed him how to embrace that side. Your children need that. So then, you know, we didn't we didn't abandon my father for him not being able to tell us that he loved us. Hell, his mama didn't tell him that she loved him every day. So therefore, it's a traditional thing that was passed down emotionally and mentally to my father. So he didn't know to tell his children that he loved his children. So when he started seeking help and he started going to church and he started understanding who he was, you know, as a man, as a human, as a father, as a son, as a brother, you know what I'm saying? He started getting it together. He was like, when he first told us he loved us, he was like, hey, I love you. We called our mama. I'm like, mama, daddy done said the L word today. She said, what? I said, yeah, he just did it. He done said that. She said, my own child, he's just coming around showing his emotions. I told that man to start telling his children he love you. love your children, you tell your children. You don't want your children to put you in a nursing home for you not telling them you don't love them. So that was a serious deal. So, you know, um, seeking out and um, with the situation because she's not an estranged sister. I just never had a relationship with her. I never knew her. I knew of her. I knew about her. I know that we're maybe like four to five years apart. I know that's my, my father's daughter. He, she's the baby of his four children. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and me, I'm looking at it like, shit, I'm the baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever the case may be, but I'm the baby of Valerie. You know what I'm saying? And she always made that known, you're my baby. You know what I'm saying? You're my baby, and that's what it is. And but my mother was a good mother. My mother, when when she found out about the, the daughter, she bought the daughter a car seat. And me being an adult, a lot of conversations about my sister, I never had. So my sister had to have this conversation with me last night. My sister had to have the most uncomfortable conversation with me because I didn't have those conversations with my father. I didn't have those conversations with my mother when she was amongst the living because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't talked about. And I was like, I'd be damned if I'd be on Yala Van Zandt talking about fixing my life because I didn't, I'm all famous and I'm a celebrity. And next thing you know, I got this letter in the mail talking about my sister want to get to know me and y'all done shut her out. Y'all ain't try to, you know, do nothing about it or anything like that. And, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. Now I'm sitting on camera looking stupid and y'all looking at me like, ain't that the same one that be preaching about forgiveness? Ain't that the same one to be teaching about love and light and healing? 
Ain't that that same one be teaching about the village and supporting? Ain't that that same one with them Gryffindor glasses? Ain't that that same one? And I'm going to be like, yes, bitch, I am. But I would like to tell y'all that I did reach out to her. I uh, text her this morning. You know, let her know family is family. You know what I'm saying? And however, you know, we can, you know, establish a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I am here for it. You know what I'm saying? Because I did that for my father. Um, and not only did I did it for my father, but I did it for myself because I know what it's like to have that sense of abandonment. You know, when things was uh fucked up in my life, I went to go live with my godmother at 12 years old. And my mother, my everybody know my mother was on crack cocaine for 17 years. And the backstory of my father, my father had a gambling issue for, uh, I say, about 16, 17 years as well. So between dealing with a crackhead and, and a gambling head, you know what I'm saying? You had to you had to make do. And sometimes we went without a whole lot. And um, my mama redeemed herself because we allowed her to continue to be a mother. You know what I'm saying? We allowed her to continue to love on us, continue to heal herself. And I've never seen too many people that can go cold turkey off C-R-A-C-K. I've, ne I've never seen too many people that can go cold turkey off C-R-A-C-K. And I've never seen too many people go cold turkey off gambling. And both of them were able to return their life and shake that shit back all the way and as their kids were adults but they were still able to be parents and um you know with my father and my mother you know what i'm saying i want to you know always be a blessing and be a blessing and make room but when i was 12 years old i was with my godmother and she had custody of me because my mother gave her custody of me so that way i can be fully taken care of until she got her life together and my father got her life together so i was without my mother and father for two years i was without my siblings for two years i was out all I had was my cousins and my aunts and my grandparents for two years. I didn't have any contact. I didn't get a happy birthday. I didn't get a Merry Christmas gift. I didn't get a Thanksgiving. I didn't get called. I didn't get checked up on or anything for two years. I had to deal with that. And then between the year I was with my godmother, she uh, she wanted to come out as a lesbian because she was a lesbian. She had just had her daughter. She wanted to take me and her daughter and move to North Carolina, but she couldn't do it because my grandfather, he is a bishop of the Pentecostal church, and he found out about her homosexuality. He took me from her and made me move with my aunt, and that was the worst thing he could have ever done because living with her, it was I was living with four boys. And then my other aunt passed and, and, and there, her sons came to live with us. I was the only girl. I didn't want to be there. All my clothes were taken. The, the, her sons was wearing my clothes. My cousin was wearing my clothes. My hair fell out real bad. I was fucking bald headed. I was smoking weed at 12 years old. I was out, wanted to run out in the streets. I wanted to do something. I just was like, fuck life. I grew the mentality of hating people. I didn't like people. I didn't like being around people. I had a mean mug every time I wanted to fight people. I promise you I should have been in a juvenile detention center because of what I went through in life. So with that being said, I knew what it was like to feel the way I felt in those times when I didn't have anybody. And when I didn't have my mama or my father, it was only two years. She didn't have her father in her life physically for a long time of her life. You know, my father paid his child support. He visited, he reached out to her, you know, and stuff as much as he could. But you have to be willing to do that as well. You have to be willing to get to know your father. You have to be willing to set aside what your mother is saying about this man or what the family is saying about this man to get to know the truth for yourself. And I tell people, it's always three sides to the story. It's your mama's side, it's my daddy's side, and it's the truth. So you got to understand, understand, and overstand it all. But that does not stop me as your sister from reaching out to you in any way, you know what I'm saying, because of my ego or because of what I think or what I feel, especially I, me practicing what I preach a whole lot you know, I've never met her for her to have done anything to me. I've never, you know, known who she was as a kid. I don't know who she was as a teenager. And hell, I don't know who she was as, as, as an adult, but I am willing to get to know 
who she is right now as a woman, you know what I'm saying, as my sister, you know what I'm saying, if you carry the boy's last name, then you know, that's a name that everybody ain't got, you know what I'm saying, that D-O-Y-D last name is a name that everybody ain't got, so we got to hold that down, and also, you know what I'm saying, love and forgiveness is key right now, a lot of people need their family and don't know just how much they need their family until they need their family, and I tell y'all all the time, especially when I minister, you don't wait until somebody pass away in order for you to get shit straight. You don't wait until somebody passed away or somebody died around you in order for you to get you together. Start right now. Start today. Start forgiving. Start loving. Start reaching out. Start texting back. Start calling people. Everybody's so stuck on where they don't call me, where they ain't reach out to me, or where they don't show me no love, or where they don't support me. That does not, that only simply blocks your blessing because you doing it because they don't do it for you. So what? Somebody made a true statement when they said we don't realize that family is our number one system. Family is our number one system. When you have a village, that is your number one system. When you have sisters and brothers, that is your number one system. Ain't no way you need a daycare. Y'all need to work out a system. You need to see your grandparents. You need to go physically be with them. You need to clean up for them. You need to cook for them. You need to take them food. You need to make sure they're taking their medicine. You need to make sure they go going to their doctor's appointments. It's a system. We are a family for a reason. If you want to add on more people to your family, so be it. But, you know what I'm saying, just just to be open and clear that, you know, everything that has happened in the past has happened for reasons. You know, everything is a life lesson. Nothing is a coincidence. So you have to, you know, you have to really pay attention to everything that's going on around you. And if you are that type of person that don't reach out to people because they ain't reached out to you, stop that. Switch your whole, switch your way of thinking. Put your way of feeling. When you wake up in the morning with that confidence, you got it. You don't need courage. You need confidence. You know what I'm saying? You 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 need those affirmations. You need to know that you are going to be great. It, it says, Pink Rosetta says, what if your family refuses to help you? Some people better to not deal with. Some people are better to not deal with. And those are toxic people. Those are toxic people. When you have uncomfortable conversation with toxic people, it exposes who they are in real life. And that's because people don't want to be held accountable. People do not like humans, do not like to be held accountable, and they don't want to hold themselves accountable. Accountability is the biggest line in the bear. Hold yourself accountable and know that you're wrong. And like I said, if you have those toxic people in your life, build your own village. It's people out here that don't know me, support me more than my cousins. But that don't stop me from speaking to my cousins. That don't stop me from loving on my cousins when I see them. I got people that are pouring to me and I can't even call my auntie to do that. I got aunties on TikTok that just send me cash up when they see me distressed and distraught and I don't know what's going to happen next all by looking at my face. I got sisters on TikTok. I got cousins on TikTok that I've never met a day in my life that pour into You can create your own village. You can create who you want in your space. What they say? Cheating with a long handled spoon? And sometimes you don't even got to do that. But definitely knowing to make somebody uncomfortable is holding them accountable and them understanding that they have to hold themselves accountable for anything. And everything that has an action to it does not deserve your reaction. Somebody do something to you, it does not deserve your reaction. 
Somebody harm you, it does not deserve your reaction. Somebody, somebody want to take from you, it does not deserve your reaction. But we can't help it because sometimes we act off what? Impulse. And if you need a family, join my family. You see all these gold badges in the comments? I'm not saying you got to have $6 or anything to subscribe, but you know, if you want to join my family, all you got to do is be here. Hey, sis. Hey, bro. How you doing? Hey, cuz. I'm willing to be there for people because it was a place and time where nobody was there for me but my sister and my brother. So I love it when I have other people that I can be there for and other people that I can help. Because it helps me. Y'all got to realize I'm still processing the fact that my mama just passed away January 4th of this year. I'm still processing that. So I need love. I, I love people that pour into me because I can pour into them. You know, my cup is not empty. It's keeping the balance. But always have discussions, open floor discussions. Know to forgive. Know what it's like to have love in your heart, peace in your heart. You know what I'm saying? Be kind to your neighbors. And that's that's literally your neighbors. Be kind to your neighbors. It's stuff going on all around us that we're not paying attention to. We have children dying in homes and apartments that we are living in. We got children coming to our schools that's not eating and, and beating and not getting good sleep at night. And we're not paying attention to it. We have things going on around us and we're not aware of our safety. We have women leaving their babies in the car, going in the grocery store shopping, and we're not being aware of our safety and being aware of what's going on around us. We have still black women, trans women and trans men that are being killed right now today. We're still dealing with police brutality that's not going away. We're still dealing with cop killing that's not going away. We're still killing each other. We're still not supporting each other. We're still doing these things. These things are not going away until we learn to hold forgiveness, have love, show kindness, be humble, and be grateful for us all being here as humans having a human experience. And if you're out there and you're dealing with a family issue and you know you have siblings that you haven't reached out to, I'm telling you right now today, reach out to your siblings, tell your siblings you love them, be kind to them, be humble, be forgiving, show them love in any type of way that you can. I am a great, 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 great loving auntie. I always show support. I always show up. Y'all know the bear from, from walking from afar. Y'all know Pootie. Y'all know Butters. Y'all know City Men. Y'all know Majine. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know my other ones and y'all know Marquise and Quintel, but I'm going to keep it real and keep it 100. I'm going to always be a blessing to my siblings because my siblings are a blessing to me. And now we get to add in our new sibling that is still an old sibling, but we get to add her into the family. So I'm very excited to update you all about, you know, further, further family, you know, qualities and things of that nature and what goes on. Um, behind scenes. So y'all definitely send a prayer for yourselves. Send a prayer for, for me and my family. And we're gonna all we're gonna end today in the prayer. We're gonna all say this. I say to the creator, the most high, and the gods and angels that help the creator, the most high, to the universe, and to all our ancestors, known and unknown. We thank you for today. We have confidence for today. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We are all here humbly, all here, here in love and light and forgiveness. Our shame, we will all walk in confidence and we will all walk in protection and we'll always be there for each other no matter what. I say, and I say, I say, I say. And this is G Child. I am. This is one of my mama's favorite artists, and I'm going to close out with that. I'm your girl, me, baby, and this is your podcast. Make sure y'all stream me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. I'm out.